Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Joy Denalani was born in Berlin to South African father and German mother. She left home and focused on her music, joining the reggae and soul bands Culture Roots and Family Affair. Having been in the music industry for over 20 years, Joy has released both German and English language albums that have been successful the world over. Joy continues to release successful singles and albums that consistently land in the top 10 of both the singles and albums charts. Up next on Celebs Vant, we've got Joy Denalane. Where do we find you in the world and how are you doing? Well, first of all, I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Right now, at this very moment, I am in Joburg um, because I came here to shoot a video. Lovely. But usually you would see me and meet me walking down the streets in Berlin, Germany. This is where I was born and raised. Oh, lovely. And this is where I still live until today. Yeah. Perfect. So now let's rewind. You've said that you were born and lived in Berlin. So let's backtrack. Mm-hmm. So let's find out at what age did you decide, cool, I want to be in the entertainment industry. And how did that accumulate to the where we are currently? Well, I mean, it it was it was difficult back then, you know, to to sort of establish an idea of becoming a musician um, if you did not have all the connections that you needed, right? It wasn't as easy, quote-unquote easy, as it is today for younger kids to just establish their own music, buy their own tracks, type beats on YouTube, you know, and then rap into a, a little cheap microphone and, and produce it themselves. So back in the day, you needed a whole structure, and so I was always very musical, I would say. I, it was quite late for me um, to start uh, having the idea of becoming a musician. I think I was 19 when I, when I was playing for the first time in a band. And then it took still some more years for me to decide, okay, this is what I really want to do. I want to become a musician no matter how hard it's going to be. I guess the urge was just so strong, stronger than, than the ratio. When you decided that and decided to follow your passion of what you wanted to do. How did that now then progress to the steps to where we are currently? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was really step by step, you know, yeah. I started singing in bands and then uh, one day I met someone by accident and he heard of my voice. So he asked me whether I want to come see him. He's got a management company. I signed my first contract and I ended up in a position with a girl band that I wasn't too happy about, but I, I was still like already, having my foot in the door yes, and it helped me and it helped me to evolve as an artist because by that I knew what I don't want. Being stuck in a girl band, you know, singing kind of bubblegum-ish pop music that I didn't invent myself made me understand this is not my path. My path is to to sort of create my own uh, music, my own stories and my own sound. So from there, I... I went on and met a few producers and, you know, with each producer, I came closer to what I wanted. It was really a journey mm-hmm. until then I finally found one who really, I thought, understood where I was coming from. And then I got signed to a great company, record company for music in Germany. They yes. are with Sony and they let me do what I wanted and be who I was going to be. So... And until today, I think I'm not really compromising at all. And I think that's important. I think as an artist, you have to understand what drives you. Mm-hmm. There are artists 
that are driven by ideas coming from outside. They need lots of help um, in order to create a profile. Then there are artists who know very well who they are. And whatever it is, you just need to stick with it. You need to be real with yourself. And I think that's what I've been doing. That's awesome. So, so the difference between yeah. being part of a band and being solo, besides the challenges, what are the other differences for you? I can't really tell anymore because I've been solo for so long. Okay. You know, I, I, I sang in bands before I signed my first contract. Okay. So that was really the last time I was officially part of a band. And then I was part of this pop yes. project, project, this girl group kind of trio thing. And from then on, I just went solo for the rest of okay. my career until today. So I guess. There's not really a big difference because, you know, what, what all unites every concept of musicianship is you are working in a team. If it's an extended team and you are a sol like a solo artist, you have an extended team that's around you that helps you sort of uh, establish your dreams. Yes. You know, if you're part of a band, then you are in a like, much, much tighter team, but it's always the team. I mean, I keep saying that the teamwork makes the dream work. That's what yes. I believe in. <laughs> yes. And I think that's important for also young artists to understand. You create your music, you create your dream, you create your whole profile. But I think at the end of the day, you always need partners mm. that feel you, that understand you, that ride with you. You need yep. riders. I love that. So let's go into your creative process. So from zero to a three to four minute song. What inspires it? What motivates it? What invigorates it? Is it easy every time? Let's dive into your creative process world. Okay, so with me, when I write, I have the music first. Maybe I have a slight idea of where I want to go sound-wise. Then I would talk to the producers and say, hey, look, this is what I'm looking for sound-wise. I might send some references so they understand better what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Then they will send music back to me. And then I see what resonates with me. It's very right. simple because, I mean, every human being has like so many stories. We all have enough yes. stories inside. Every, each and every individual does. So so once the music resonates with me, I already like quickly find um, a story that I want to tell. And and then I have like a theme. And from that theme, I will start creating melodies and gibberish. Yes. And once that's established... I would call my writers because I write in a team always. I always write with other people. So I call my writers of trust. Then I invite them and introduce what I want. And then we, we take it from there. And for me, very important. That's a very personal thing. I need to finish a song in two days. Two days is my time limit. And once it's done, I go back at some point and see if it's still good enough or not. Some songs just die because they're just not... They're just not strong enough. But I always need to like finish in two days because everything that's longer than two days, is, you know, I get nervous and then I start like twisting around, like I turn around everything and then I see it from all kinds of perspectives and then it becomes like too much of a mind thing. So, so I like to go like with intuition, with feeling, with vibe combined with a, a good songwriting, like good lyrics. So if a song is not... If it's seeing that it's not going to be finished in two days, for whatever reason, do you leave it or do you push it till it actually ends and until it finishes? I push it. For sure, I push it. Like I said, you know, once the song is established, I can always go back and see if it's still good enough or okay. if I need to change things about it. It's not that in two days I finish the song and it's never going to be retouched. I understand. Lyrically 
or production wise or yep. you know it's first of all i do have like the concept in two days and it has like a verse it has a pre it has a chorus sometimes a bridge sometimes not so or an after chorus you know but that has to be established you know i i leave it i move on to the next song and then at some point once i have enough songs i go back to each and every one okay. each and every song and tweak them or sometimes they are already good uh, the way they are but sometimes i would change the arrangement i shorten verses you know all kinds of stuff i love me a cd i still buy myself cd's i love the booklets i love the pictures for me it's a, a energy exchange and a thank you to you guys for all your hard work i'm not sure if you're aware that cd's cassettes and vinyls are all making a massive comeback gratefully but we've also got these streaming platforms whereby people listen to music on so your thoughts of the physical physical versus the digital and what are your preferences in your world? I mean, I don't really have a preference in that sense. I think the the way that the streaming services are sort of serving the artists is just a wrong concept. But the streaming itself isn't necessarily. The streaming itself is just a result of the times that we live in. You know, yes. things are always changing and have been, and they will continue changing. So I don't mind that there's a new system. You know, when there was the cassette and then the uh, and then the CD came or the vinyl came or, you know, it's it's always a, a, a question of time. You know, every item that we sort of listen music from is just a, a, a representation of the time that we live in. And we live in the digital century. This is just what it is. So that comes with streaming. So I don't mind streaming. It's just the way that it benefits the artist. That's yes. a problem. But that's a that's a man-made problem. Yes. And what do you enjoy about performing live? Performing live is, is everything to me. Basically, I think performing live is the reason why I do all of the rest, because that's where I feel most comfortable. This is what I do all of this for. You know, I need to have a song in order to perform. No song, no performance. So to me, that's the most real moment and where I feel my artistry the most, where I'm also connected to myself the most. When I am on a stage and I can share something with an audience, no matter how huge the audience is, it can be two people, it can be 20,000 people, it doesn't matter. If I can sort of connect and, and build a bridge between me and the audience, I am happy. So I've got a point of discussion around this, and I speak to a lot of artists about this. So I'm the person mm -hmm. that's right in front, jamming, dancing, doing my thing. I might take one or two photos or clips, and then my phone goes into my pocket. And I notice the people around me are so busy with their phones the majority of the time, tweeting, threading, sharing, posting, videoing, trying to get the perfect shot. From the person on the receiving end of that, do you feel that that disconnects the energy or it's just where society is at the moment? As you mentioned, we're in the digital space. I find it hard to say, to be honest. I mean, I mean, it can get a bit much, you know, from time to time. Because mm. I think when we play a show, when I play a show and there are fans coming, I think actually the idea is that we connect together. Yes. This is what people pay tickets for. Like they actually spend money on coming to see a show. So I think the idea is, of course, that that it's between us and not the phone, us and them. Yes. But then again, I also believe that being a user of a phone myself, mm -hmm. you know, and being confronted with the times we live in myself, I understand the point of view um, you know, when they are so excited about a moment that they would just like try to keep that moment, freeze it on the phone. But I mean, yes, you are right. It can get a bit much. You know, it can. It's true. I'm a bit ambiguous about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
What's next on your journey? So you said you're here uh, recording a music video. So what's is that an accumulation of for a new album? Let's dive into that space. Yeah, well, I came here to shoot a video um, for um, my next single. Lovely. And this will be on my new record, Willpower. It's an album coming out in October 6th. And it's called Willpower. And I came here to shoot the video because it deals with my father's passing. Okay. And my father is uh, was born and raised in Joburg. Okay. So I was very close to my father, very, very close. And I um, appreciate the time that we had to spend together while he was getting sicker and sicker. Because it's usually it's like, you know, parents take care of their children and they are there for their children for the first decades of their lives, you know. But then once the parents become a bit weaker or older or sick, then things turn around. You know, it's very crucial moments. And the relationship transforms into something new. I had the privilege to to experience that with my father. So, so when we buried him, there was a, a huge question in the room uh, about burying him either in Germany, where he spent his life with us, his uh, children and my mother, or bring him home um, to his family. So we buried him in uh, in Germany. But I always had the feeling that symbolically I have to bring him back okay. uh, to South Africa. And we did that with the video. So this is one of the reasons I am here right now. And I think it is a very deep video because um, we got the chance to film it with all of his relatives. There are no casted people in there. It's oh, just wow. all family members. So it's very real, very spiritual, very emotional. I think it could be a piece of art. And I did it with a, um, a South African director. His name is Imran Christian. And I think he's very good. And he, yeah. And I, he did it with another director um, from uh, Joburg. Co-director, his name is Stocks. So two great, great directors, I think. Um, and it was important for me to work with people from South Africa. Condolences for your loss, first of all. Thank you. Um, and we look forward to the new music and the new album that's coming out. So speaking about music. I know if I had to ask you this question in two days, two hours, two weeks, two months, I know your answer would be different every time. I understand that and recognize that. But if you mm -hmm. had to push play to five songs by other artists, once we finish this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? Okay, Nature Boy, Nat King Cole. Um, okay, what else? Definitely an Aretha Franklin song for sure. Not sure which one, though, because there are too many great okay. ones. Maybe Catching Feelings from Jasmine Sullivan, for sure. I okay. think she's one of the greatest singers, contemporary singers. Um, I have three. Yes, um, you got two more. Two more. Yes. <laughs> what about Stevie Wonder? What about... Um, um, oh, my God. It's like, what's now? Every little thing about you, baby. I think it's called I Love Every Little Thing About You. I'm not sure. Okay. He cool. also did he also did that with his wife, ex-wife Sarita. Um, so um what about number five? Maybe I pick a, a song of my son. It's called CH Baby. His name is Isaiah. Why not? Okay. Lovely. Yeah. We spoke a moment about music videos and the one you did here in Johannesburg. So what mm -hmm. do you enjoy doing music videos? How much uh, input do you have in the process? Let's dive into that production world. I do enjoy uh, shooting vi music videos. I mean, I think it's a representation, an extension 
of a song. And, and that alone makes sense to me. I know video is dying a little bit, I have the feeling, because everything is more on snippets now, like oh, 15 yes. seconds of this and 15 seconds of that. Yes. But I think it's actually a, a great way to express what you were thinking once you were writing. And it can be, it can be abstract. It can be very close to, close to the narration of a song. But it also is important to have like a director and a crew that knows what they're doing. If they know what they're doing, it can be the best time of your life. Yes. If they don't know what they're doing, and that happens also from every uh, every now and then, it can be a pain. This one, for instance, I just shot here, was great. I thought it was a perfect production to me. They all knew what they had to do. Everything was very structured. There was always someone looking out for the other one. Nothing went the wrong way. Mm -hmm. The vibe was very soft and peaceful, so everyone could concentrate and, and work at its best. I thought... That was really great experience. So I think it depends on really how great the crew is. The music video itself, I think, is a piece of art that should remain uh, a part of uh, musicianship, in my opinion. Yeah. You mentioned about snippets and videos. This leads me to my next question. We've got the attention span of these people of 10 seconds. <laughs> They're like, like yeah. 10 seconds change, 10 seconds change, which is brought about by ver various platforms. And I have actually noticed that a number of new songs by artists, I mean, songs used to be three to four minutes long. Now I notice they like two minutes, 20, two minutes, 30, two minutes, they're getting shorter and shorter. Your perceptions on all of this? Mm, well, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think it's fine, actually. I, okay. Yes, the extension span isn't as good as it used to be. But then on the other hand, you know, what people, people have a broader taste. That's, that's okay. the, that's the positive thing about okay. it. Like they know more. They don't know it maybe in depth, right? But they know it like broader. They have more um, knowledge about all kinds of genres, for instance. They hear many more songs than maybe I used to when I was their age. Okay. So when I talk to my son, for instance, he just knows so many different uh, mu music uh, genres, it's amazing to me. So I can't really say it's bad, you know. Okay, that's interesting. And the podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a yes. final a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I would like to stay, say, stay who you are, understand where you're coming from, understand where you're trying to go to, and then follow that lead. I think sometimes we we don't really know where to go next because we didn't invest enough time into our goals. And it's not easy to always like create a goal in your mind. But I think that's what, what we have to do if we want to go somewhere and stay real, really stay real to yourself, stay true to yourself and also be self-critical and be able to, to hear critic from, from outside. <laughs>